You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah's out today on a well-deserved day off and uh, taking a little extended holiday weekend with uh, Memorial Day coming up. But there are there's a, a, an even greater holiday coming up right around the corner. But perhaps you might not have observed it uh, in the past, but this is the year. This is the year. Ascension is right around the corner. In studio today, the Reverend William Whedon, Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, talking about Ascension with us. Good morning, Pastor Whedon. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, just a, uh, I'm doing great. Just a joy and a delight to always get to talk all things liturgical and church calendar with you. Hey, that joy is all mine. You know, I have to say right at the beginning, when it comes to Ascension, the thing I love is every year somebody says this comment. It's like, oh, it's on a Thursday this year. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, oh, it's like, yeah, for the last 2,000 years, it's happened to fall on a Thursday. Yeah, it's weird that way. It's kind of like Christmas is on December 25th. Right. Although that was a movable feast before, wasn't it? Yeah. Long, long time ago. You had there was a disagreement as to whether the, uh, the January 6th or December 25th should be used for the... So you just move it back and forth? Well, no, they actually... <laughs> no, that, that's a whole other long discussion. It's actually tied to, to the, the possible dates for Good Friday is actually how those oh. two, two, two dates came to be um, chosen. So what is Ascension? So... I mean, the Feast of Ascension. Ascension is such a beautiful thing. You're told about it explicitly in Luke chapter, uh, or Luke in um, Acts chapter one by Saint Luke, and uh, it's the, this moment where the disciples have been gathered together with Jesus, and he basically is lifted up, taken up in their sight, mm. and disappears into this cloud, and they're just sort of staring dumbfounded up into the sky, and angels appear to them and say to them, uh, you know what, uh, this Jesus who was just taken up from you, he's going to come again in like manner as you saw him go. So why are you standing, staring open mouth at the sky? Uh, my favorite verse for the Ascension is from Psalm 47, but you really need to get it from the Coverdale Bible, the um, the one that was in the Book of Common Prayer. The, uh, the, the Coverdale Psalter is what's used in that that uh, that that tree, uh, that prayer book. And so from Psalm 47, God is gone up with a merry noise, the Lord with the sound of the trump. God gone up with a merry noise. That reflects exactly what Luke says. Seven words. While they beheld, he was taken up. And can I throw out a Kretzmann on this? Because I think this is absolutely stunning what he does with this. He says, there were no bells and banners on earth, but surely all the trumpets on the other side sounded as they had never sounded before. Surely the chiming golden bells of heaven rang their welcome and the angel choirs intoned the song of the throne. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength. And on the anvils of God, the nails had been forged into the scepter of a king. He was taken up. The angels sweep to either side, leaving the way clear to the eternal light that no longer blinds the eyes of us who stand gazing up after him. He leads a procession, and it comes from the ends of time and space. All the harvest of all the white fields the world has ever known, pilgrims of the night, who come at last to the dawn of an everlasting day. It's a beautiful picture, Christ hmm. going to the throne. We often speak of Jesus who, uh, the incarnate Jesus, born 
for you, mm-hmm. lived the perfect life, died for you, rose again Raised for, for you. you. Yeah. And we often just kind of forget this. This is the, ascension. Uh, which is, which <laughs> Why? Is, which is tragic. Um, I, I suppose there's this danger of out of sight, out of mind, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't actually see the heaven side of it. Maybe that's what John's describing in in in, in Revelation mm-hmm. five that they that that you get a picture of there, and that's kind of what uh, Kretzmann was was riffing on. But but they didn't they didn't see it. What they saw is he disappeared in a cloud, right? He went up and disappeared, um, and so. What's he doing? What's going on? What does this thing mean? And and Scripture has some some beautiful uh, answers to that question. What's going on? What it does not mean is that he's sitting at the right hand of God, twiddling his thumbs, doing nothing, waiting for the Father to give the cue and say, "Now, Son," and for him to then come again in glory. That would be to totally misunderstand the whole point of the ascension. Your brother the one who shares your flesh and blood, the one born of Mary, right? The one who, who took our flesh through death and rose again. He has taken that flesh to the right hand of God. And there, well, Luke Garrity spills the beans right at the beginning of Acts chapter one. Do you remember how he put this? He, he's writing to his friend Theophilus, oh, Theophilus, or maybe Theophilus is just a name for a lover of God. That's literally what it means, mm-hmm. a lover of God. You know, in the first volume, I wrote to you all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So we call it the Acts of the Apostles, but surely that's a misnomer. Really, this is all that Jesus is continuing doing and teaching through these men. So Jesus himself is very much an actor in the book of the Apostles. He knocks Paul off his high horse outside of Damascus, right? (laughs) He appears to him and and, and tells him exactly what he's going to be doing. So I I think it's really uh, uh, beautiful to recognize the church sees Jesus ascend it, sitting at the right hand of God, as there he is, literally ruling and governing every circumstance of life. Think about that. The one who goes to the cross for the sins of the world, your brother, he's the one who's actually governing everything. That's amazing. So how do we commemorate this? How do we remember? How do we celebrate um, the ascension of our Lord. This is on the calendar for Thursday. For Thursday, May thirtieth. Yeah. May May thirtieth. This day is celebrated in the church um, usually by no, number one. You really want to look at the hymns for the day because mm-hmm. they really are some awesome hymns. The hymn of the day is one of those rare ones that was written by a man I got to meet. And the tune, my man that we both know, um, uh, Henry Garrick, he wrote the tune. And uh, the, the text was written by Yaroslav Vida. Um, so it's, in, in, in every sense, a contemporary hymn, a hymn written in our own day. Um, and uh, at least in my, my own day. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and he he... He, he, he literally brings you into the emotional experience of the disciples that day by this up to endless ranks of angels, cries of triumph in his ears to his heavenly throne ascending, um, having vanquished all their fears. Christ looks down upon the faithful, leaving them in happy tears, leaving them, but yet not leaving them. This is crucial to the way the church celebrates it. So what's leaving them is the visible presence. What's not leaving them is him he's not leaving them he is still present among them and he's still reigning among them so the church as the reading is being read from the from um from acts uh will 
the, the, the big tall Paschal candle has stood by the east by the side of the altar all throughout the Easter season, and that gets put out, put out, and then moved to to the baptismal font. It's a way of signifying that this visible sign of Christ's presence that we've had in our midst here, it now goes back to the way of faith hidden in the words and promises and the sacraments, but no longer visible to their eyes in the same way, but still very much Hmm. um, present for them. And and I've got to get this in because this I think is just crucial. Um, You know, Jesus, Jesus on the throne of the universe, your brother sharing your flesh, King of all, Lord of all things. When, when his disciples, Polycarp's disciples, witnessed his death, some of his disciples wrote about what happened, and they penned these fighting words. Listen to this. It was the second day on the first fourth night after Xanthicus, seven days after the Calends of March, when our blessed Polycarp met his martyr's death, two days before midday on the greater Sabbath. The official responsible for his arrest was Herod. The high priest was Philip of Trails, and the proconsul was Stadius Quadratus. But the ruling monarch was Jesus Christ, who reigns forever and ever. To him be ascribed all glory, honor, majesty, and an eternal throne from generation to generation. Amen. That's how the church celebrates the ascension. She looks at every single event of life and she knows this too comes from the hand of the crucified, risen, ascended, glorified Lord and the one who is coming again. And when he comes again, it's not going to be the one who is absent, subtly being present. It's going to be the one who has always been present with us as he has promised finally letting the world in on the secret joy of the church's inner life, Christ in her midst. They'll see then and they'll say, oh, wow, they were right. That's silly, the joy, (laughs) really, the joy of the ascension. Amen. 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 No, many congregations, uh, I I was surprised, I I just threw this out on Facebook Mm -hmm. a couple of days ago, asked, you know, who has an Ascension service on Thursday, May 30th Mm -hmm. this year, and quite a few friends, well, when you're connected with a lot of Lutheran friends on Facebook, uh, quite a few friends across the country shared that uh, they're observing uh, Ascension on Thursday uh, with Ascension services. It's so good to check around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our our good friend Bill Sievers, he actually said this to me once. Uh, He said, you know what? It's the most important feast. How on earth is it that we don't have it celebrated on its own day? So, great. How go to church. on earth? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me for the coffee hour today. Hey, thank you. I'm Andy Bates. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.